Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. And welcome back to another episode of Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship. Thank you so much for joining us today. Last week, we talked about how it's important sometimes just to have a good cry, uh, give yourself a little bit of stress relief, and, and just breathe. Um, but this week, I am so excited at, because I am going to introduce to you Tyler Smith on the show today. Um, he's a personal trainer who helps train kids on the spectrum in the gym. And Drayson, my son, is actually one of those people. So thank you so much for joining us today, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm going to tell you guys just a little bit about Tyler first. So let me read just a short bio about you. Okay, Tyler? All right. Uh, Tyler Smith is a personal trainer with eight years of experience in the industry. He has a master's degree in kinesiology from Grambling State University and also played college football for them. What separates Tyler from other trainers in his specialization in working with clients over 50 years old and also children who have autism is, is kind of what separates him from what he normally does, what we would assume what a normal personal trainer would do. He truly enjoys helping others in the gym and became a personal trainer because he wanted to inform people on the right way to achieve their fitness goals. So once again, thanks so much for being here, Tyler. Let's just go ahead and jump in. Why don't you um, kind of tell a little bit about your story? Um, what got you interested in working with kids on the spectrum? Yeah, so it's a uh, interesting thing. So one of my clients that I was training, his kid is on the spectrum, um, so he wanted me to start working with them. So I, I didn't know much about working with kids with on, with autism. So I just started to be a good challenge. Um, I've always been open to working with anyone, regardless of where they're at. Um, so I worked with some special needs kids before. So I was pretty comfortable. Um, I think working with kids with, I mean, working with seniors helped prepare me um, and made me comfortable with working with kids on the spectrum. Um, so that's kind of how it started, kind of just fell in my lap, um, and then I really liked it, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very fulfilling, mm -hmm. um, and I saw the benefits that um, the kid was getting when he started working with me. So that's kind of how it started. Okay. Was it a little bit of a surprise for you? It was first? a surprise. Because um, <laughs> like I said, I didn't know anything about autism necessarily, um, and he didn't really tell me much. Uh -huh. He just told me my his kid is on the spectrum. Okay. Um and I'm was like, okay, let's just give it a try. And that was your first your first client that, that was so actually about when I maybe a year into when I was a personal trainer, okay. I was training a kid with autism. Okay. And I literally had no idea. Um <laughs> and his mom would kind of work out with him. Um and I trained him for about six months. Um and I thought I thought it went pretty well. He uh, he improved. I just didn't know what it necessarily looked like as far as the improvements. What would be? Um, yeah. Now I'm, I'm very aware of it. But then it was just me just kind of training them, um, just putting them through exercises. And I was very young as a trainer at that point. Okay. So I was a lot, you know, I was very nervous about the situation at that time. Right. Um, so this is he was so um, 
my client, his son was actually my second, you know, client okay. on the spectrum. So Okay. And just to kind of explain, so the masters that you have in kinesiology, that helps specifically with focusing on movement, correctly. Yes, Is that yes. right? The anatomy of the body, movement, a lot of the other certifications that I have um helps in that aspect as, as well. Um so that's why I'm you know, extremely comfortable with working with pretty much anyone. Mm-hmm. Um I just find it more fulfilling working with seniors and kids on the spectrum. Okay. All right. So um, so let me ask you, what do you feel is important um, for kiddos in the gym? Not necessarily physically, but have you seen an improvement socially and emotionally with those kids? Yes. Um, I think the biggest thing is confidence. I think when they have more confidence, they're open to doing different activities, doing different exercises. Um, I think they also are more comfortable with doing things, more things outside of, you know, the gym, when they're at home, when they're with their family. Um, so I just think confidence is the number one um, component and the number one thing that I've seen in the, in the kids. Okay. That's amazing. And I know we've noticed it too with Drayson, and, and we'll kind of talk about that in just a little bit too about – um, Drayson coming into the gym and, and what an experience that was for us as parents too. Definitely a learning curve for us as a family, but it's been phenomenal. So you, you spoke a lot about confidence and um, you've noticed that with some of the kids. What are some of the tactics that you use um, to help instill confidence besides just the physical workout itself? Are there is there any? Yes. So um, one of the tactics is with one of the kids, His you know, he, he struggles with confidence. Um, so I told him every time he comes in, well, I asked, I suggested every time he comes in, Mm -hmm. would he like to say something positive about himself? And he gave me, you know, pushback immediately and said that was difficult. And I told him, well, I always give you, you know, compliments. And so it should be you should be okay with giving yourself compliments. And he said, "Uh, no, it's kind of different. It's not the same thing. So I was like, okay, well, we play a game often. Mm -hmm. And I told him if I win. He has to, you know, say something positive about, about himself. himself. Yeah. And he gave me pushback after I won. I actually wanted to win that time. <laughs> um, and he gave me pushback. And, but he ended up saying that he's really smart. So, you know, I told him that was great. And I told him, you know, that's a starting point. So maybe, you know, once, once every time he comes in, you know, he says something positive about himself. Mm-hmm. So those are different ways I try to um, motivate my, uh, motivate the kids that I'm working with to be confident. And it just depends on wherever they're at. You know, I meet them where they are. So that's, that's, ma- that's mainly his situation. Yeah. So that's the way I, that I help. Okay. And, you, um, you know, I've noticed just in all of our talks that we've had too, um, even around Drayson, that, that you, you have completely no bias. I mean, you know, in terms of, any maybe misconceptions about autism, um, predispositions that might be there. And I've noticed that you you naturally have a belief that these kids are capable of achieving things. And so so has that helped you in terms of going into your training um, to maybe just not have any blinders or filters on? Does that make sense what I'm kind of yes. trying to ask? Yes, and yeah. I intentionally didn't necessarily try to learn necessarily what autism is. Because okay. I didn't want to, like you said, you know, okay. um, go into the situation thinking that I know something that I'm not truly, I'm not, I'm not 100 percent, you know, qualified in that area. So I just went into it just like a regular normal client, okay. um, and I just figured it out as we went along. Mm-hmm. Since everyone is so different, so you know, any with with my senior clients, 
I don't have to look up something about them to try to figure out before I train them. Mm -hmm. I just, like I said, I meet them where they are. Um, so that's, that's the approach that I took. And I feel like it's been successful so far. Mm -hmm. And of course I've learned a lot more Mm -hmm. about autism through you and through some of my other, um, client parent clients. Um, so that's, that's the approach that I took. Okay. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Um, do you, feel that it doesn't just help the kids, that it's helped families or parents or uh, if they have siblings, have you noticed that it's helped families as well uh, in terms of them being able to bring their child to a place where maybe they have a little bit more of an outlet? Mm -hmm. You know, Drayson is so tied into um, therapies where they're very maybe academically Mm -hmm. based. This isn't necessarily so academically focused. And so I know for us as parents, that has been huge for us as a family. Have you noticed that with other families as well? Yes. Um, I've particularly noticed noticed that with one of the kids, um, he's a lot more willing to, like I said, willing to do more stuff at home. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, I think he's a little bit more, um, he's not so, he doesn't get frustrated so easily. Okay. He doesn't get agitated so easily. And when he does have his moments, he's able to get over it a lot quicker now. Okay. Um, and him and his brother, you know, he doesn't like, like loud noises. So it's hard for him to be around his brother. But now he's more willing to be around his brother okay. um, since I feel like since he started training. So I think he's a little bit more, um, um, I guess, at peace, so to speak, okay. more relaxed in certain situations. Right. Um, he's actually talking more to, you know, to... Uh, strange, well, I would say guests, people okay. that come in and out of the gym, whether they're my clients that are leaving before he gets there okay. um, or other clients, other trainers' clients, he's willing to speak to them now, which was a huge is a huge improvement because right. um, typically he wouldn't, you know, he really wouldn't acknowledge them. But now he says hi. Um, he doesn't always initiate it. Typically they would have to say something first, right. but he's least reciprocating that. Okay. Um, so that's something that I've seen. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the parents, they, they say um, for all of the kids that I work with that they've seen huge improvements at home. Okay. They don't always go into great detail, but they do let me know that they see improvements with the kids at home. At home. Okay. And do you find that some parents have, like, you know, obviously you're familiar with all of Drayson's other therapies that we do because mm-hmm. we've, you know, told you about that. But do you feel that um, – because not everybody has some of the services that we have in in the home. So do you feel that it, it has helped to maybe parents to explore more things to do for their kids? Has that ever come up from parents like, hey, we want to maybe get our child involved in this or that? I mean, have you found that also parents are kind of opening up to the possibility of maybe, you know, finding more resources or doing things more for their kids when they start to see them in the gym? Because I know, like, I have completely... 100% underestimated Drayson in the gym. Like his first workout, I was like, okay, we'll <laughs> see how this goes. Um, and it was a process, right? So I guess this is kind of a two-part question because it didn't happen overnight with Drayson either. Mm-hmm. But so I guess the first part of my question, let me back up, is do you <laughs> – I'm getting ahead of myself here, guys. Um, do you feel that parents are now becoming more curious about – trying to find additional things or resources for their kids because of what they're seeing with them in the gym. Yes. Um, and another thing, all of the kids I work with, they get the same services that Drayson has. Okay. Um, so I think 
some one of the parents, he's actually the um, one of the dads. He's actually open to putting his kids in the Special Olympics. Yeah, because they were a little bit nervous about you know if he how he would gravitate to that. Mm-hmm. So I, he he's more confident okay. now, and you know he's kind of mentioned it to him before. Right. Um, so he's just kind of seeing you know if he's going to gravitate to it fully, you know, okay. he's, he's still, he's still a little bit nervous about how that may turn out. Right. But some, you know, things like that, they're a little, parents are a little bit more open to now. They're a little okay. bit more confident now right. since they've seen their kids to do certain exercises with me that they haven't seen them do before. Okay. So. And I would say for us too, as parents, I think it's helped us to become more confident for Drayson and about Drayson mm-hmm. because again, I 100% completely underestimated him in the gym, and that was something that that took a while. And there's certain things out now. And just to explain to everybody listening or watching today, um, this was not something that like he just Drayson just didn't go into the gym and was like, okay, we're gonna do a whole like set. Like it was a gradual process, and that happens yes. for most kids, right? Yes. yes. So if, if if a parent was looking for something like this, would you say like for them to be patient when they first get started? Because I know the first couple times with Drayson, I was like, I still don't know how this is gonna <laughs> go. Um, but but do you find that it takes time for some of these kids? Yes, patience is a big a big thing. Um, I even have to be patient. Because yeah. there's certain things and it's a certain way I want to progress them. Um, but I have to take myself out of the situation because this is not about me. It's about them. Right. So as long as they're having fun and as long as they're getting something out of the workout, that particular workout, because some workouts are going to be better than others. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's just about patience and just l- allowing them to be who they are at okay. that day in that moment, you know, because it may start off really good. Then they may get kind of annoyed for every particular reason, mm-hmm. and then they it may it may end up pretty good, you know. Yeah. So, right. but yeah, patience is a is a big thing um, for me and the parents, and I I try to communicate that with the kid to a certain extent through my body language and through my actions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, patience is a is a big thing because yeah. Drayson, you know. He start like he started off running like the first few sessions. Yes, no and problem. And <laughs> after that, he didn't want to run anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so now he just started back running. Yeah. So that's you know that's part of being you know me yeah. being patient, parents being patient, um, and just letting them come into their own. Right. Okay. And I, and Drayson has flat out, and I'm just to tell you guys listening today. When watching him working out, it's it's truly awesome to watch. But sometimes there is. There's times where he goes to tell him to do something and Drayson will flat out say, no, thanks, not today. That's usually the famous phrase. But um, And so I think that it's important for parents to understand that it takes some time, right? Yes. Um, and it's going to take some time. So, And Drayson has only been um, – there for what four or five months now i think five months now um and i know we've seen some significant changes which we'll get to in just a little bit but but um tell me a little bit about how you initially maybe observe a kiddo is it just watching to see how they react their behaviors do you have like a maybe in your mind kind of where the toe in the water goes um when you first get these kids started yeah, so sometimes I have a plan 
And, <laughs> and um, I learned through, you know, working with seniors, right. having a plan works sometimes, right. but a lot of times it doesn't work because I never know how they're going to feel. Right. So that prepped me for this situation now, working with kids with, you know, on the spectrum. Yeah. So I, it's a few general things I'll do. I like to see how they squat. Um, I like to see if they can skip, if they can do okay. jumping jacks, if they can catch the tennis ball. Okay. Um, and if they can do those things and they feel pretty confident, which catching the tennis ball is actually very, very, was very, very, it, it's typically very, very difficult for them when we first yeah. start. Yeah. Um, so I have, I have about five or six exercises. And then from there, I just go based off of what I think they may be interested in based on what they've showed me so far. Okay. Um, so one, one kid, for example, none of that stuff worked. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking I have this brilliant plan down. <laughs> And none of that stuff worked. So I had to go to plan B, didn't work. Plan C, didn't work. Plan D, didn't work. So I finally figured something out for him. And I realized he just likes pulling things. Mm -hmm. So I created an obstacle course for him and had him, you know, slam a medicine ball, had him pull a rope, pull pull a rope, flip tires. Mm -hmm. And he really loved it. And we did those same exercises for, I feel like, four to eight weeks. Before I added anything else. Okay. Because he's so used to the routine at that point. Okay. So then once I got comfortable and he got comfortable mm-hmm. with the exercises and I saw they get they were starting to get too easy, I added another one. Right. And then he was okay with that. We did that for a few weeks and then I added another one. Okay. So that's also part of the, you know, the process and being patient and um, me just kind of figuring it out based on each individual kid. Okay. Um, so that's that's how I go about doing it. Okay. And there's also been times where I've noticed – so for all of you guys um, listening, you know that sometimes the sensory, right? Sensory can be a big deal for a lot of these kids. And um, I was shocked the first time Drayson even got on the massage table and allowed you to use that. What's yeah. it called? The little rolly thing? Yeah, the the, uh, <laughs> the, hand, the hand roller. I'm so good at terminology. Yeah, the little rolly thingy. It's called a um, rolling stick. Yeah, a rolling stick. Yeah, and he – but he, you took the rolling stick and you were literally, you know, doing his legs, his mm-hmm. arms, everything. And I've never seen Drayson be so okay with maybe touch or sensory on somebody that wasn't – like a family member. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for that, us, that was a really, really big deal. But, I mean, you even go through stretches, mm-hmm. all the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle. So um, I want I want people listening today to really understand that this isn't just like, hey, we're, you know, running relays and doing that type of stuff. Like there's stretches involved. Now he's moving into weights. Now he's even um, – Drayson is a uh, – uh, he was boxing. Oh, boxing. He was yeah, boxing, boxing the other day, and I couldn't believe it. The kid knows how to duck now from a swing. <laughs> um, but so I, so I, that was a really big deal for us. I noticed, and so I is. Have you noticed a change even sensory wise for some of these kids? Because sensory can be a really big deal, right? Yes, and just to piggyback up, when I stretched Drayson on the table. So one time I forgot the order and he corrected me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like that sounds like yeah. him. <laughs> So as soon as he comes in into the gym, he's pulling out the table, he lays down and he's just waiting for me to start. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say on, anything. Yeah, he'll just lay there in silence until you pick up what he's putting down. Yeah. That's so funny. Well, we're going to continue this talk into our next episode. So make sure that you tune in next week for part two with Tyler Smith. I'm so excited again to have him on the show. And I think um, 
it's very insightful for all of you listening today. So thank you again for being here. Thanks for This concludes me. our episode for today. If you have questions or comments or even a subject that you would like to hear on the show, please feel free to email us at info at piecesformypuzzle.com. Don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook um, and Instagram if you haven't already. And feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Pieces for My Puzzle. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, keep working on your puzzle, and remember, you don't have to have it all solved in a day. Take care.